ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell y'all a campfire story. You see, once upon a time, there was this here podcast. Now, some of you might not know what a podcast is, but I'll tell you. It's the when the little ghosts that float on the breeze go and find the ears of some little youngsters. And they float up inside their brains and they tell them spooky, scary things. Now, once upon a time, there was one podcast. It was called the How Long to Beat Podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds like how long to eat. Like how long to eat a can of beans. I can eat a can of beans in 20 seconds flat. Yeah, that's my personal best record. Now, that's Pretty not good. what it is. <laughs> I'm 15, you son of a bitch. Hey, Ricky. Ricky, don't you be interrupting me. Okay. Ricky the kid. I got a six shooter with your name on it. Twelve steps at high noon. Now don't be interrupting me now. You see, once upon a time there was this podcast called the How Long to Be Podcast. It was all about these these things called video games. Now, if you never played a video game, you're really missing out. That's some fun shit right there. Now there were three there were three ghosts on this podcast. There was there was Kerf Murph. The Calamity Kid. And he was, he was kind of the leader of the gang. He used to ride on a devil horse into the saloons. I don't know why he was riding a dang old horse into the saloon, but he did it. And then people were just like, get that horse out of my saloon. And he was like, well, no. Yeah, he was quite a crazy man. Then there was, well, it was you. It was Ricky the Kid. It was, it was you sitting right in front of me. And he, he was a maniac. He used to come into that saloon with Kerf Murph and his horse, and he used to say, I'm gonna eat all of you. And then the people would say, don't, please, God, not again. Not I like did, you did. I ate them all. He ate every last one of them. And that's why it became a ghost town. They never left us, they never left a town civilized. Never left a, my stomach, neither. Did you memorize this? He had, he had some stanky poops. He used to go to the outhouse and he used to poop out the villagers for days at a time. Now the third of all, there was the lady of the group. Her name was Ultimate Zombie Toast. And now she was called Toast because... She'd been burned bad in the past, and she just wanted revenge against the some bitch who who hunted down her uh doggy and he just kicked it to the side of the road and it fell into a ditch and then the dog couldn't get out of the ditch because his his paws they couldn't get enough traction to climb up the side of the ditch, and nobody wanted to get into the ditch because it was a little swampy and kind of stinky and Nobody want to smell like that. So, so the dog is just kind of, he's trapped down there to this day. You just left the dog down? Like, I don't know if that's in my character, but okay. But she wants, she wants revenge. She wants revenge. So all these three, they teamed up. And they decided they wasn't going to do none of that anymore. And they was just going to talk about video games. And that... Natural progression. <laughs> that brings us here today, ladies and gentlemen. We have come to the time... When the spirits that haunt the airwaves are coming to float again, and they're gonna talk about video games some more.
All right. So thank you. Uh, let's all give a round of applause to our guest host, Mr. Crazy Guy, uh, Crazy Western Guy, for introducing us. That straight up took like four or five minutes. <laughs> it took four minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, <laughs> none of it's making it into the final cut. <laughs> so welcome back to the How Long to Beat podcast. It has been... Uh, quite a long time since we have last graced your ears with our dulcet tones. I am Kerf Murph. I am a person. We have our two other hosts here. Oh, that was a giant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you, you were I'm... going out for me, so I was just like, oh, what is he saying? I was totally not sure whether I was going to end up like going over it or not. Anyway. So, I am Ninjarik, a.k.a. the glue that holds this whole thing together. I say it every time, but it doesn't get any less true. I'm Ultimate Zombie Toast, and apparently I leave dogs to die in a ditch, but okay. Hey, look, you just... you you didn't want to get in because it was, it was a bad ditch. It was a place you didn't want to be. Nobody wanted to go in. Look, you don't have to be ashamed. <laughs> the dog's fault. You don't have to be a hero. There you go. Revenge is more important than saving lives. What's that quote from the new Star Wars movie? It was like, we don't win by fighting what we hate, it's saving what we love. This is kind of the opposite of that. Nobody watched the new Star Wars movie. I didn't watch the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, me neither. So I... I gave up on Star Wars. You could have literally said anything in the world and I would have accepted it as a quote. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to basically use this episode to play catch-up because of how long it's been. Uh, we don't have a guest host on today except for Mr. Crazy Western Guy, who uh, we have now taken out back behind the barn and shot him for his crimes against humanity. Um, so rest in peace. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to have our recently beat currently playing we're going to have our host segments, and then we are going to potentially answer a question from the forums. I don't even know if it is from the forums or not, but it's a question nevertheless. It's half from the forums. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> so, recently beat, currently playing. Who will begin? I'll jump in. I typed them up, so I'm like super prepared this time. Um, I've also got a few retirements. I've retired like six games. At least one of them, which I think is going to upset you. So, I'll I feel like I know what it is, but I'm not going to... I don't think you do, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, so, there are six games I've retired. Um, and the first of those is Soma. And I, I say retired, I'm probably going to come back to it. But I ignored Dave's advice and played it with the monsters on. And it was pretty shit and I wasn't enjoying it, so I left it. Um also didn't help that it, it is very, very dark and it doesn't do a good job of signposting what it wants you to do or where it wants you to go. Um, maybe I'll come back to that. Maybe not. I don't know. The next one is, and I think it's called something different in the US, but it's Kirby Power Paintbrush. For the Definitely DA. not what it's called over yeah. here. I think, I think it's Canvas, Canvas Curse. Curse. There you go. Uh, it's just not very good. Again, it's... <laughs> it feels like 
they took what was an okay Kirby game and then slapped an awkward movement mechanic on it and called it a day. And I've tried three times. This is the third time I've tried to play it, convincing myself that eventually I'll love it. And I just don't. I don't think I ever will. So that's gone now. Puzzle Bubble Universe for the 3DS. Once you've played the first five minutes, you've played all of it. So I got very bored with that very quickly. Nanostray, which is a top-down shooter for the DS. It's like... um, a 3D spaceship thing, very highly regarded. I just don't like it. So I gave it a go. I didn't like it. And I feel like I keep repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> they were all the same thing. Played it, didn't like it. Corpse Party. Oh, so you liked it. I. It's not that I didn't like it. It was just so pondering and um, slow. Which version, of, which version did you play? PSP. Okay, okay. Um, the... Uh... The DS version seems to be a little bit... Because the PSP version, um, it's, like, quite old now, and I don't think it was uh, very good for... I I think that the DS version handles it a little bit better and, like, does a little bit better of a job with the translation. When you say DS, you mean 3DS? Yeah, they have a new version out of the older game. They they right. revamped the graphics and everything else, and like they redid the translation because back then, um, there wasn't really the support that there is now for translating things like that, so mm. they're not very good. Yeah, I mean it. It was like an RPG maker game played at half speed on PSP. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I changed that. I'd be open to giving it another go. I'll probably get back to it. I mean, is it something that you rate? Um. There's better. Um, That's a solid maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I would give it like maybe a, a seven. Hmm. Um, but I think that there's ones that I like better. Okay. And what sort of similar type of genre and concept? Yeah. Um. Uh, very like similar, but the thing is, like, it's it's incredibly like disgusting. So I don't know if I can like recommend it. But it's it's like definitive like Euphoria is better, but it's similar. It's just like Grosser. Really gross really gross. Oh that doesn't bother me. I'll give that a go. Euphoria, Euphoria. Uh, like I, I don't I don't know, maybe look into it before you get it. <laughs> Come on, give me the skinny, what's so bad about it? It's it's got like weird shit in it. Like it's it's weird. You keep dancing know. around it. What what is in it that's so bad? Like that literally you everything. Literally everything is in it. But it's got a wonderful story. <laughs> okay. I'll give it a go then. What is that? <laughs> Don't pull that face at me. It's You could not pull Toast's mouth any wider widthways if you possibly <laughs> wanted. Well, see, trying to escape from her face. This is kind of a win-win situation because if you play it and you like it, <clears throat> great. But if you play it and you have an absolutely horrible time, it'll make you for a great know. story. Well, and not only that, but you'll know never to, like, not take me seriously again when I, like, say, ooh, I don't know if that one's a good idea. You'll know that it's probably not a great idea. Oh, dear. Is that on... What's Euphoria on? Is it just a PC game? PC, yeah. Okay. I'll make myself a note, and while I do that... It even has an English translation. Like, it even... You can even buy that one legally. Though I would not pay money for it at first, like... (laughs) 
I would, I would, because you're, I don't know if you're going to like it. I don't know. Just, just do you, fam. This is the weirdest sort of recommendation for anything ever. <laughs> anyway, the last game that I retired, before I even get into my beats and plates, uh, was Mega Man Maverick Hunter X. And I desperately wanted to like this one. Because I loved the ZX Mega Man games. Um, I've got the Zero Collection waiting to be played. And I'd always heard such amazing things about X generally as a game. Couldn't get into it. I don't know if it's the ports. I don't know if it's the version. I don't know if it's just the same as puzzle platformers where it's not my genre. Is this the PSP one? It is, yes. That one is notoriously bad. Ah, okay. And glitchy and buggy and everything. I mean, it's not even that I found it all that buggy. It's just... <clears throat> I mean, the graphics are okay. That obviously isn't the main draw. Um, the pixel art probably is better, objectively. But it felt like you got a snippet of a proper level, and then you faced a boss. And I, I tried three different ones. I tried Storm Eagle, I tried the Praying Mantis one, and I tried one of the other ones. And they all felt the same, where it's like there's a tiny bit of level, and then you face this boss that's ridiculously overpowered and, and no fun to face up to. So I mean, just... I don't think that the level design would be any different in the earlier games, but I feel like the overpowered bit, I think that's more manageable in the previous. I never felt like the bosses were overpowered in hmm. at least the Super Nintendo version. I don't know. I mean, I said on the forum I'll probably come back to the Super Nintendo version at some point. I put it down. So, when I get to it, I get to it. But were you yes, using but... boss weaknesses, or were you just doing Buster through most of it? Um. Well, I I didn't manage to beat a single boss other than Vile. So the only bo- the only <laughs> weapon I had was the Buster Cannon. Um. Oh, what annoyed me the most when I was facing Storm Eagle or whatever his name was, because I. I did a little bit of reading up, and everyone seemed to say, well, that's the first one to beat. That's um, very because false. Because it's powerful. Sorry? Very false. You go to, uh, what's his name, Ice Penguin first? Ah, okay. Or Chill Penguin, that's his name. That's Shows the one you go I'm... to first. Which probably I might have had an easier time if I did. Because Storm Eagle has got two moves that blow you sideways off the screen. And... No matter what I did health-wise, eventually I would be knocked off the platform for an instant death. And it just wound me up the wall. The um, reason you go to Chill Penguin first is you get a dash. Uh, you get dash boots, and it makes it much easier to survive those blowing attacks from Story Eagle. Ah. Uh, see, I think that might have been changed, because I think the dash is in the Magma boxes level now. Oh, is it really? Version. Okay. Yeah, they, they changed some item locations around. I understand. Um... But fuck that, I'll get back to the SNES one at some point. Um, so that's all the games that I didn't beat. Um, the games that I did beat, going from the top, there's about ten of them. So the first one was the first chronological Layton game. Professor Layton and the Spectre's Call. Or is it Spectre's Flute for you guys? Uh, I, don't... I thought the first Professor Layton one was Curious Village. Release order, It's yeah. like Star Wars. But, so chronologically, oh, okay. that's number four. I see. I see. That makes more sense. 
Um, it's Leighton. I know you guys aren't really big into it. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. Um, did everything I wanted it to. I think the puzzles overall were noticeably a little bit weaker, but not in a way that stopped me from enjoying the game overall. Um, the story was pretty pish as well, but I sort of expected it. So that's, that's what it is. Um, Metroid Prime Pinball was the next one I played. And the only reason I got that was because I've had a morbid curiosity about the Rumble Pack that they put out for the DS for a few years now. And I finally managed to snag one um, for a price that I was happy to pay for it. It works, but it's weird. So you you sort of feel the rumble, but it's sort of like having a wet fish inside the console. <laughs> just sort of flopping around a little That's bit. my favourite feeling. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. The game's alright, then. It's, it's pinball with Samus in it. It's not anything revolutionary. It's nice, though. It's a good time waster. Then I beat the new Spider-Man game, which makes an amazing first impression and then sort of peters off a little bit. The the swinging is really, really good. So much more fluid than anything else Spider-Man has ever been in game-wise. And I think that's mainly because it gives you a lot more options. So as well as just sort of conventionally swinging around, you can um, you can hit the X button just to zip forward to get a little bit of extra momentum. And you can also sort of point launch and jump from point to point. So when you're above the buildings, you actually still have options to move around. Um, the missions were probably what let it down. I think the sequel will be incredible if they could tighten the actual missions up. And if they get rid of the god-awful stealth sections, which bored me... <laughs> I can't stand stealth sections in games. I can't think of a single one where it's it's not. Actually, I can one, and that's the the Samus X sections in Zero, in Metroid Fusion. But I'm not even sure if I'd call those stealth sections. Yeah, they're a little basic, but technically, yeah. Yeah, I think they do it right though, in the sense that they're they're very short pace changes. They serve a purpose. And they don't detract from whatever else is going on. Whereas I was genuinely frustrated whenever the game decided that it was time to stop having fun for a little bit and sneak a ginger through a museum. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I was um, finally able to see myself in a video game. <laughs> boobs and all. <laughs> but the core is amazing. The combat's really, really good. And it was a solid... I think I gave it an 8 or... Um, very happy I got it when I got it. Very happy I played it. Yeah. The so, next, well, before... I'm just gonna jump in here. I also beat Spider-Man, and I think it would be better just to like make a conversation out of it than like try to talk about it in two different disparate places. Yeah, um, I like that. I, I definitely agree with everything you said about, like, the web swinging and, like, the movement through the city. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of that. And getting from point A to point B and just kind of, like, dicking around in various places. Um, yeah. And I really liked the way that they handled those, like, almost achievement-type things where 
if you move like a certain distance, it'll give you one extra or like five extra XP for something. I really liked the way that they handled those rewards because it showed you new ways to move. So even like 10 hours into the game, I was still figuring out new mechanics and faster ways to move, which I really enjoyed. Hmm. Um, I kind of have to disagree on the combat. Um, oh, did you not enjoy the combat? Not really. Um, from the beginning, I died a lot. And I think it was because I was expecting more of like Batman style combat or whatever. Yeah. Where this is much less punchy and it's much more use your gadgets and just use all of your gadgets at once, basically. It's much more improvisational, yeah. Yeah. And I liked that aspect of it at first. Like, after I got through the first couple of hours where I was dying continually and I figured out, oh, there's a different way to approach combat, um, then I liked all of the experimenting and the improvising and stuff. But once I got towards the end of the game, and especially trying to, like, clear up the side missions and the crimes and all of those, like, wave battles that take mm -hmm. place in the warehouses and stuff... At that point, I felt like I was just kind of doing wash, rinse, repeat type combat. So I would be surrounded by a couple of guys. I would use my same, uh, like, I don't remember which power it was. I don't know if I had the electric electricity one on or if it was like the shockwave one or whatever. But I would use that, I would web down everybody who was on the ground, I would use my impact web to throw people against walls. And again, it's a lot of fun tools to use, but once I was just using them in this kind of in-and-out, in-and-out, in-and-out kind of pattern, then it sort of wore off on me. Hmm. Did you, out of curiosity, so you know when you are fighting the crime missions or you're, you're doing those wave motions. Did you sort of go out of your way much to meet the bonus objectives? So it was like electrify five enemies at once or um, get a 40 hit combo or um, throw five enemies while in the air? As often as I could, I would. Um, but like for one thing, since the crimes themselves are like they fall into different categories of crime. Yeah. So if you go into one district and you do the car crime and you get all three of the bonus things, then the next time you get a car crime, all of those three bonuses are already checked off for you. So there's no real incentive to do anything except what's fastest at that point. Is that what that was? I thought it was just bugging out them. No, that's the way it works. Um, um... Basically, if you complete the crime, then I think you get one crime token and then you get an additional crime token for each one of those that you check off. But the next time you do that same crime, it doesn't give you another crime token if you've already done that criteria. Right. Okay. So after a while, I kind of started just ignoring them. Um, mm. Because, I mean, I had all of the upgrades I really needed to get my, you know, platinum trophy. So I didn't really yeah. need to bother with any extra. I mean, I, I definitely agree about the initial stages. I I did the same as you in terms of approaching it, thinking it was going to be similar to Arkham, and dying quite a few times. Once you click into the the way it's different and how much 
sort of movement and and things like that it requires of you. I I didn't find myself dying very often. That might just be a a taste and preference thing, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't after I figured out I wasn't dying often. I was just more bugged about the fact that I wasn't really in danger of dying anymore because right. I had my strategy basically for any kind of situation that I would go into and I could take out crimes in just a couple of seconds at that point hmm. and it just felt like why am I doing it other than getting you know another check mark on my map completion did you find the dodge frustrating at all at first I did until I got some of the time dilation upgrades mm -hmm. which made it much more manageable I did think that guns were supremely overpowered against you. Yeah. I I felt more so with the um minor minor spoiler, the the sort of super soldier aerial units towards the end of the game. I found immensely frustrating. So I I tend to pick those off first. But I think what I liked about the enemies, although there weren't many variants, is that every single one had something different that you could do with them. So, even with the... with those ones, um, an impact web would screw them up. And if you got into the air and started jabbing them, actually, they already sort of picked themselves off, because generally speaking, there'll only be one or two. And you can jump between them and, and get rid of them without what you would have in ground game, which is having to sort of hold off everyone else while you're dealing with what you're dealing with. But, I don't know. But yeah, I think we can both agree that the stealth is bad. Yeah. Yeah, the stealth wasn't great. But I mean, overall, it's a good game, and it's it's definitely a good foundation for what I hope is going to be a franchise. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking about buying it. Definitely do. Definitely yeah. do. I might um, wait to get a used copy because money's a little tight right now, but... I'm definitely like considering it because it looks it looks both fun and goofy at the same time. Like it looks bad, so bad in places that it would be fun, and then so good in others that it would make up for it. Yeah, what yeah. I what I'd say is that it made me feel like I was playing the like PlayStation and PlayStation Two Spider Man games. Like I don't know if you guys remember the one that came out for PS One and it? I think PC. Wasn't it supposed to be a remake of one of them? No. I don't think no, so. Original. Oh, okay, because I, I was under the impression that it was a remake of uh, one of the ones on, like, I thought it was N64. Oh, yeah, it came out on that one, too. I don't know. It's not a remake of that. Okay. Because um, I've never played any of them before, so I guess I was un under some wrong impressions. But it felt, it felt very comic booky, and it felt... Like, it gave me that same sense of joy that I think you get as a kid reading comic books. It nails the character in a way that I don't think anything or anyone has since before Raimi. I think we're sort of agreeing on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's a shame that, I don't know about in the US, but here, buying a used copy would be cheaper... No, sorry, it would be more expensive than what I paid to pre-order. Really? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, my pre-order was 47. No. Um, there was a period about a month after it came out, obviously when it sold gangbusters, when used copies were going for 50. But it's, yeah, it's well worth a, a play when you can get a hold. So Spidey's amazing. I think the amazing Spider-Man, you might even say. Pardon? The amazing Spider-Man, you might even say. Mm, I might not, though. You kind of just did. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Uh, the next one I played was a game called the Red Strings Club. It's Ooh, really good. Sounds... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, that one always really looks interesting to me. Yeah, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's... Um, for you who are sat at home or on the train or wherever. It's from the same people who made Gods Will Be Watching. Um, it's published, I believe, by Devolver. And it's a very similar game. So it's very much narrative-driven. The gameplay consists of a very, very light drink-making minigame. Um, one other gameplay mechanic that I can't for the life of me remember. Oh, that was it. There's like a, a single-time sort of pottery-making minigame <laughs> that's not about pots at all. Um, they're like memory implants, but it's... Yeah, and then one sort of single scenario at a point in the game where you, using voice modulator, have to sort of socially engineer your way into a system. Uh, by ringing different people up and getting information and pretending to be other people. And that was the only source of frustration because that piece of gameplay on its own as a thing was 10 out of 10. But it only lasts about 20 minutes. And the story's amazing and it's I would definitely recommend it. But I don't know if I can recommend it at full price. And it... You might say it's a good thing. It does definitely sort of leave you one. But I I really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend it. Uh, especially if it's something that looks interesting to you. Um, I nearly didn't play it in the end because there was some sort of stuff in the reviews about things being preachy and not. And generally, I'm quite sensitive to that kind of thing. But I actually thought the story was phenomenally written. So I I don't know where those criticisms come from, but if it looks interesting to you, I'd say definitely give it a go. 100%. Um, Next one is, and I'm not sure if you remember me sort of gushing about the first game in this series, Box Boy, but I played its sequel, Box Box Boy. Um, And it's double the fun, literally, because you can make two sets of blocks now instead of one. And I recommend it just as highly as I do the first one. It is the... To my mind, the perfect puzzle game. Because it gives you just the right amount of challenge. There's so much flexibility in terms of the mechanics that they use. And the sequel just does more. But remembers sort of what was so good about the first game. And I've already bought the final game in the trilogy. And I'm really excited to play that when I get around. Is it Box 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 Boy? Uh, No, it's not. It's Bye Bye Box Boy. Oh, no. Where's he going? I know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But yeah, they're on the 3DS. They're super cheap on eShop. Um, it's like a meal deal. You'll get you the game. Sort of like three or four pounds. Or dollars or whatever your regional equivalent is. 
So that was great. Um, the next one I beat, and I've seen quite a few people playing these games on the forums, the um, the Rusty Lake series, the Cube Escape games. Um, if either of you guys have seen sort of the posts around those. On the... I've seen the posts. I haven't looked into it, though. You, hun- you definitely should. So the way the series works, there are three premium titles under the name Rusty Lake. Hotel, Roots, and Paradise. And then, oh, We just lost Toast. Sorry. For oh, some there you reason, are. Yeah, for some reason my Discord just kind of crapped out. But also gotcha. keep sneezing, and I was just like, I don't want to keep sneezing, and sorry. Have you tried, <laughs> um, have you tried cutting off your nose? Oh, I wish. <laughs> but, um, sadly, no, I kind of need it for various things. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> that, that'd probably do it. Oh, I don't know if you guys had it in the... There's a comedy show called The IT Crowd. Oh, yeah. And it's on Netflix, I think. Watch it. It's amazing. I've, been I've seen a few episodes. They're amazing. Have you seen the theatre episode? No, I don't think so. Without spoiling too much, it's first episode of Series 2. If you do one thing this weekend, you have to watch this like 25 episode. <laughs> And so, the, have you watched any of it, Toast? Okay, so the concept is um, this lady, computers or IT base, is hired to work as head of IT with two nerds who are really smart but completely socially inept. It's sort of like the Big Bang Theory in that sense, the way the dynamic works, but it's actually mm. funny. <laughs> um, and... Jen, the female, is invited out on a date, and the two guys sort of invite themselves. And she spends the whole date trying to work out whether that is... Because he's invited her to the theatre to go and see a gay musical called Gay, (laughs) about gay people in the 80s. Honestly, I I identify with that on a spiritual level. I have people who invite themselves to my date, like, every single time. So I, I get that. It's the... I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard. I, It's really, really, really good. Are we back on the recording? Uh, yeah. Up? We never stopped, did we? Yeah, I never stopped. I was telling you about Cubescape games. So, alongside the three sort of main titles, which are all sort of a, a series of interconnected room escape type puzzles... There are a load of standalone single room room escape games for free called Cube Escape. The concept being you're in a single cubic room, and um, they're all inspired sort of by Twin Peaks and David Cage, and they're all very surreal and interconnected. And the most recent one called Cube Escape Paradise came out about two weeks ago, and I beat that, and it's more of the same. The full price games are super cheap. If you want to sort of try before you buy, the single ones are all completely free. So you can either play them on your phone or on Flash while that still works. <laughs> so they are all amazing. Um, I technically beat sort of the two prologue chapters for Valhalla, but I, I almost feel a bit dirty counting those. And I'll talk about the full game in a second. Um you like this one, Perf. I beat Kirby Triple Deluxe. Hey! Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not completely over the moon about it. Uh, it was okay. But, um, 
I mean, it's not it, as good as Robobot, but it is which still I have good. also got. To be fair, it's on my list. I uh, I went on a bit of a a bit of an eBay purchasing spree, so I got Triple Deluxe Robobot, and I also got a copy of Superstar Ultra. So those second and third ones are sort of on my playlist at some point. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Kirby. The 3D is really nice. It never ran out of ideas, although you get bored at periods. I feel like all Kirby games just kind of have, like, intended sections of boredom. And but, you know, I, I never got that feeling with Mouse Attack. With which one? I think it's called Squeak Squad in the U.S. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I've played that one. It's good. But, like, I don't know. Most times when I play Kirby games, I just reach that state of mindful boredom where I'm just kind of, like, pressing the buttons and I'm not necessarily thinking or even necessarily enjoying myself. But it's, mm. like, a zen, tranquil experience. So Yeah, I get that with Rocket League. I'm with you. I have that with uh, Yoshi's Story also for N64. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just a boring game, but I'd play it in a heartbeat. <laughs> just something to do, sort of occupy. Yeah. This is kind of controversial, but I'm finding... Because I just started Kingdom Hearts, I'm finding that that's kind of a mindful, boring game. The first that's, one? Yeah, that sounds kind of harsh, but like I've, I've never really been into Kingdom Hearts, and it's a, I'm, I'm playing it as a labor of love, but... It's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It's like a mind. It's not bad. It's like a pleasant, numbing, boring sensation. I feel like that's more of an indictment than saying it's. Well, I I see what you're saying. I mean, how far are you in it right now? Agraba. Agraba. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I think that those like. <laughs> there are parts where I think it gets exciting, like if you're dealing with boss battles. And stuff. I think those can be can really get the blood going. But I see what you're saying, because I was just flashing back to like the Alice in Wonderland level, awesome. where you have to like keep making things big and small, and it's like a maze and everything. And it you're just getting lost. It took 15 minutes to get through that area. <laughs> it's it is just like I they expected you to get lost to like pad out the time. It's just like that's not like I, not good game design. As a kid, I got lost in it. (laughs) Yeah. It can't be any worse than 358 over two days. That is boring by design. That was my first one. That was my first one as well. It's weird because, like, my favorite character died, or, um, had, it was, it went missing. And I don't want to say who it was, or what. I know what you mean. Yeah. I... The story, despite not knowing who any of them were, because you don't have any to it, the story key, good. Yeah. And for a DS game, it actually plays pretty bloody well. Um, it's on my replay list. I can't remember why. I think I might have liked some of the. But yeah. <laughs> and then the final one that I've beaten since we last recorded. I'll make this quick, because I'm sure neither of you will be bothered about it. Um, so, FIFA 17 had a single-player story campaign. 
called The Journey, where you play as a young up-and-comer and you, you sort of play as that one player through a season of football. Um, so I played that. The dialogue choices and, and the story are, are pretty rubbish, but it's FIFA and it, it plays like FIFA and it was pretty fun in that respect. Um, so I beat that. Would it be worth, because I feel like I'm sort of hogging it a little bit, if we all talk about our recently beats and then go on. Yeah. Just uh, to mix up the voices a little bit, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Toast, are we flipping a coin or what? Um, I have mine all written down. So. Okay. Um, the Literally the day before we start, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I stopped playing stories. Did I, did I talk about that? I think you did, because you were saying you you quit out and accidentally reset all your... Yeah, 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 that was yeah. not great. Okay. It did tickle me. So, um, literally an hour after we stopped recording, I finished Highway Blossoms, which was all all right. Um, it was one of the the better Yuri that I've read. So, but it was still like American made and like kind of cheaply made. So it kind of like had. It's like weird, like cheap plastic kind of feeling to the game. Um, I did do some like art of like the the characters just because I thought that they were like interesting. But other than that, I don't think that there's anything of note of that game. Just that it was like Yuri and it was there and it was American made um, visual novel. Um, and then I finished another like an hour long visual novel. I think it's called Secret Agenda, which was actually pretty interesting. Um, but it was, I, oh, it looks like it was 30 minutes. And so that, yeah, it, I don't know if short. it was, like, yeah, it was very short. It was probably not worth any money. It was just like a game. Um, how do you even like tell a full story in that amount of time? It was like a synopsis of like, um, a female spy on like one mission and how she like, it was like a day in the life essentially. Oh, okay. So were there any dialogue choices, or was it literally just sort of... It was a, it was a kinetic novel, so there was no no choices. Right. It was just like a story. I actually, um, weirdly enough, I prefer kinetic novels. I don't think that there's enough being made of them. Um, but that's not what most people like, so there's not very many. Mm. Um, I, I think you can tell a better story that way sometimes. Yeah, that's what I believe. I believe that... Like, there's, there's exceptions, like, I... Um, there's really good visual novels where, like, they have a lot of choices and they make them matter. But, like, the majority, like, um, Umineko and, like, Higurashi, they're all kin- kinetic and they're all better because of it. Because they don't have to, like, let the player do what they want. Yeah. Um, I spent a day replaying and finishing Luigi's Mansion. Oh, hey. So did um, I. <laughs> It's it's very strange. I I just got the the urge, and then um I'm not I don't have much follow through, but I guess that was when I followed through on. So I just finished that one. Did you do um, the then, GameCube or 3DS? Uh, the GameCube because the 3DS one isn't out yet. I was gonna say that's next week, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's it, next week. I played it on 3DS <laughs> and uh, completed it. Someone's hooked you up then, because it definitely the, the is new not one? Yeah. Like the yeah, remake they... of the first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that was out yet. I swear it isn't. Who? 
I played it. <laughs> it was through Gamefly, unless they sent it to me a week early, two weeks early, as a matter of fact. I yeah, I swore it was not out yet because I thought my friend had a pre-order on it. I, will... I swear it's like the twenty-sixth it drops. Luigi. Which, as of recording, is like three days away. Oh, no, P is right. It came out October 12th, which I should have known because... Oh, um, it might be. I, I swear it's later here. Yeah, I guess you are right. That sound you can hear is the silent fact-checking. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm right because I played it. I'm, yeah. I'm but it, it's nice to... It's nice to have the vindication. I'm just a, of I'm Google. just in the habit of fact checking fact checking everything now. Yeah, that's fair. Hashtag fake um, news. Well no, I just in general. But yeah, that too. <laughs> um and then the last one I've finished uh since then is I finished the first half of EF, which I've been playing for months. And that's only the first half of it. So I have a bit to go. Well, it's it's separated into two different games. Um, right, so you can play on... the game, but it's only half of the story. Yes. Right. So I, I'm playing the second one now. Um, and I seem to like this one better because this one was translated later on, so I think that the, the translation's a lot better, and I'm finding myself enjoying this one a lot more. Not to say that the other one was bad, it was just very slow. Hmm. And that's all I've done. Alright, so I guess that means me. Unless you want to bring Crazy Joe back, I don't know what he... <laughs> well, I'm no. ready to ask Ricky the Kid, because you see, I've been playing a video game since the last episode was recorded. I ain't never played a video game before, but oh, I tried it out. So much better. Oh dear. Now back in my day, all video games were played in the dirt. Used to draw a box with a stick, and inside the box you did little stick figures, and the stick figures had a gun, and you had to draw the bullet, and you had to draw the bullet going into the other guy's head, and you just had to move really fast with that stick. So if you had good reflexes, you almost always won. It's kind of like dueling, pulling a pistol on your your pa when he uh, when he spanks your your brother too hard, and you say, "Pa, you can't be doing that no more. I ain't gonna stand for it. He's my family. He's my kid, just like he's yours." You know what game the the crazy western dude would probably like? Are you gonna say Red Dead Redemption? Like West of, no, West of Loathing. Oh, it's <laughs> probably be his favorite game. Oh, I've heard that name. What is that game? It's the stick figure game about cowboys. Oh, okay. Was that an Adult Swim one? Uh, or am I thinking of something thinking else? Of, no, um, you're thinking of Western. That's what I'm it thinking of. It was an of. asymmetric game, which I think that they've not done very much before. They've done, like, other stick figure games. Nope, they've just done that one. <laughs> I take it back. Alright, so... So, Crazy Western Man, thank you for sharing your recent video game completions of dirt shooting. Um, <laughs> my completions, you're gonna be shocked there are only four in the last month and a half. Oh, wow. So, uh, I completed Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, with that, I did about 60 sub-stories. I completed the uh, Majima 
bonus campaign, which is like 40 minutes long or something. And I also completed the cabaret extended side quest thing. Basically, like, in the middle of the game, you randomly get approached on the street by these people who run a cabaret club, and they say, hey, do you want to run our cabaret club? And because it's Kazuma Kiryu, he immediately says yes and agrees to it. And then there's, like, an entire 10-hour side quest where you're just basically doing a sim game, owning and operating this cabaret club, and finding out about friendship and what it means to be a hostess. Through um, the power of cabaret. The, the more I hear about the game, the more it sounds, like, not real. Like, not, like, I don't know. They're too good to be real, honestly. We don't deserve They're, they're too pure for this world. <laughs> I am quite keen to try that Fist of the North. So I'd, I'd like to try the gameplay without know any of the characters and all the rest of it. And the, that, it, it does look fun. Those games are interesting because they're like a soap opera in the sense that if you jump into any particular game in the series, there are the same characters from the previous game or whatever, but everything just becomes so radically different that it doesn't really rely much on the continuity from the previous game. It just mm. makes its continuity on the fly. Uh, which makes it really nice for playing out of sequence, definitely. Um, hmm. But it's also just crazy. <laughs> the more you know. Alright, I gave that one an 8 out of 10, and I very much loved it. Uh, next, I already talked about this, so I won't really touch on it too much, but Spider-Man, I completed that at the end of last month, just a couple days before my birthday. Um, so yeah, I'll move on from that. Uh, Happy I com- birthday to the both of you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we missed <laughs> we missed my birthday, naturally. We missed your birthday because you just didn't say anything. I'm just humble like that. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so the next one is Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia. I finally finished that one. Um... That's definitely the kind of game where my enjoyment of it went steadily downward the further I got into the game. Um, It also ended way before I thought it was going to end. It was surprisingly short for what it was. What was your playtime then in the end? My playtime is a little inflated because... Like I mentioned, I it's had to start. Grind, yeah. It's a one. It's a grind, and two. I think I mentioned I had to start over mm-hmm. oh, okay. in the middle of the third act, which is three fifths of the way through the game. So that was fun. So my total time was about forty nine hours. So if you think about half of that being replay time. Yeah, you could extrapolate that to sort of like thirty. Yeah, yeah. and and in the original game. About 20 hours was average completion time, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a super long game, uh, huh. in comparison to other Fire Emblem titles. Yeah. You can say Awakening's like 100 plus, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, the thing about this one was it was originally a Super Nintendo game, so... Hmm. Or, no, a, a Nintendo game. So there was a limit, limit on how big the cartridge could be, so it, there was a limit on how many maps it could hold and how much data 
So it wasn't like it was a huge game. Hmm. So yeah, the further I went through the game, I progressively liked it a little bit less and less and less. Uh, by the end, when it's just those like two really long dungeons that you have to grind through, um, the first of which you have to go all the way from the beginning all the way to the end, uh, there are no save points in between, and there are a lot of high-level bosses, so unless, you, unless you've done some min-maxing, like I did a little bit of, then you might be in the stew with it. You also, in most of the maps, you have your entire army with you, but when you go into dungeons, you can only take 10. So mm -hmm. it is. it was weird that for those final dungeons, you had to just choose 10 on both sides. And for the final level, you have to choose... 10 pulling from both armies at once. Um, right. Which basically means you're just taking all of your Pegasus knights with you and hoping I was going to say, that's good in a way, isn't it? Because it sort of avoids... It's better than the other way around, where you sort of have to, to get enough good people together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The frustration is that some of the character builds are so much better than others. So, like, your Pegasus Knights and your Dread Fighters are pretty much your top-tier units. Right. But they don't entirely cover all of the tools that you would necessarily want to have going into the final maps. Yeah. So, like, I... I had to start the final map over a couple of times because I wanted to bring archers in <laughs> with me just to have my distance battle covered, but they kept mm -hmm. dying, so I had to keep restarting. Um, so yeah, a little bit frustrating on that end that you do have to do so much uh, sieving. I don't know if that's a word, but sieving... Your armies. Sieving. I think we say sieve over here. I think you say it wrong. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far like what, con like seething as an angry or seething as an like. So s i e v i n g. So like pouring things into a sieve, filtering them out. Sieve. sieve. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Uh, like pasta. I don't know because I've had it. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I think it's sieve though. Like you sieve, well, I think the noun is sieve, and then the adjective. I don't think it is a verb. I don't think you can like <laughs> verb it. You can verb anything. Know. You can verb anything, and you can noun anything. That's what I've learned in my life. Uh, anyway, that's all I really have to say. I was just bummed that you had to be so choosy at the end after a full game where you could just walk into any situation. With everybody at your heels. Uh, and finally, I played and beat Mega Man 11. Um, Ooh, thoughts? I liked it. Um, I don't know if I loved it. I would say it falls somewhere around like Mega Man 7 in terms of quality and level of fun. <laughs> the levels were one way too long. <laughs> Just way, way, way too long. Um, mm -hmm. The checkpoints were spread way too far apart. Uh, and I'm I'm normally pretty good at Mega Man. I mean, I'll 
die frequently, but even if I have to start a level over, it doesn't feel like so much of a loss because the levels are short enough that I feel like I can get through them and I'm learning and I'm progressing. Whereas with these levels, I felt like I wasn't making much progress every time I got a game over. So if I would get to the boss battle and I would die to the boss battle, I would just feel annoyed that I would have to go through an entire difficult, long level again to get to that point just to have a chance to practice on the boss again, to learn its yeah. you know techniques and stuff. So that was frustrating. Um, it's also weird simultaneously because there are multiple difficulties, but even within each difficulty, you can kind of choose how difficult you want it to be. So if you choose to buy more lives at the store, and if you buy energy tanks, and if you buy all the upgrades, then it honestly becomes a cakewalk. So for the first eight Robot Masters, I was trying to avoid buying things as much as possible, except the ones where I just really could not see a way to move forward without them. But as soon as I got to the final Wily stages, then I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a real gauntlet, uh, so I'm just going to stock up on everything and just hope for the best, cross my fingers, and maybe I'll get through it. But once you're stocked up on all the items, it's a breeze. And I... Any boss that you encounter, you can go into with nine energy tanks. That's nine full health refills. And I think yeah. at most, I only had to use one or two on any given boss at the end. So, again, like, I could have taken the route of not using those items, and it would have been much more difficult, but I don't know, it feels like there should be a middle ground for the player, and then I'm, I'm not sure that I found that middle ground. Or that it should be my responsibility to find that middle ground as a player. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I'm know, really glad we... that the game exists, though. Just mm. throwing that out there. I'm glad to have a new Mega Man game. Anyway. Yeah. How did you feel about 9 and 10? Because I know there was some... Going back to the, the very, very old style. I enjoyed them. I definitely enjoyed 9 more than I enjoyed 10. Uh, 10 just felt like ideas without execution. Mm. 9 felt like it had both. It felt like it had a vision, and it had kind of the gameplay chops to back it up. Yeah, I suppose it's more novel with nine as well. Yeah, that's it was a fresh take. It's weird with the Mega Man games. I've never been able to get the main, but the ZX ones and Zeros really, really, really enjoyed. So. Anyway, those are all my completions. The sound design on Mega Man Eleven wasn't very good either. Yeah, the music was nothing to write home about. I. I didn't actually notice because I had like podcasts and other music on in the background to kind of take the place of it. Um, it is disappointing compared to the other Mega Man games, though, which have amazing music. Uh, I don't think I've ever played any of the other ones, so, and I don't think I've really even like played this one. I just tried it. And I just, that was what struck with me, is that it was like, isn't Mega Man supposed to have good music? And it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. Um, 
that should have been one of the things that they were really gunning for. It's like with Sonic the Hedgehog games. Like, even if the quality of the game isn't good, they always have pretty good music. Even when, you mean? Huh? Even when the quality of the game isn't good. <laughs> what did I say? I, it was a joke. Oh. I'm saying it's yeah. not a question of if there's going to be quality. It was quality. like, oh, there's no good Sonic games. Hey, Sonic was Mania being, was great. Um, facetious. Still haven't played Sonic Mania. It might well be good. Um, I can't think of a good Sonic game I've played. How about the adventure played? ones are pretty good. Adventure ones are good, yeah. yeah. See, I, I enjoyed... The Chaos Garden. <laughs> I enjoyed 2 until... Do you know what, actually, that's what I like. So I, I really enjoyed Sonic... I thought that was very good. Um, that's what I played. The Rush games are okay. Um, Dark Brotherhood's ass. Worst thing by where I've ever shit out. Generations was good. Thinking of another more recent one. I've heard good things about Generations. I've never been that bothered about Sonic. Though. Yeah. Sonic and was Force. my obsession in middle school. I had yeah. a series of YouTube videos where I had these little Sonic figures, and I like recorded myself like making little stories with them and crap. Where do we find these? Oh. <laughs> it's weird, because Sonic was my obsession in, like, elementary school. Like, I was super big into him in elementary school. Maybe my Sonic phase is yet to come. Yeah, yeah, I guess so you just have to take it, like, one step farther. You'll, Next step. you'll know when your phase hits when you are creating Sonic OCs and oh, giving them, like, ability you. points and drawing them out. Sonic OCs weren't a thing when I was that young. <laughs> I'm not artistic enough to make an O, so I think I'm safe. Maybe. Hopefully. You don't have to be artistic. Have well, you seen some of them? <laughs> Let me see if I have mine. I pulled it out recently. I can see if I have it. Oh, it was only a few weeks ago I was reading about this channel. Poor guy. So, just for those of you at home, Kerf has gone to the back of his room, he's shuffling through his paper, and he's come and back with what something. looks far too much like a manuscript to be yeah. I don't think you guys are ready for this. I'm probably not. Let's see if it even shows up on the screen. Let's see. Let me, let me maximise that. Oh, it is actually oh. a character. <laughs> Well, hang on, leave it there. Sonic Teams or Archie's trailers? Is your character based on Sonic Teams portrayal of Sonic something something? Is Archie inspired? Guidelines are much more loose with their character. What is the document? What? Yeah, what is this? So this is. Uh... Is this what you've been teaching? <laughs> are you doing like Sonic OC One Hundred One? You got me. That's uh, that's why they pay me the big bucks. At George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, I teach Sonic OC 101. Okay. I have the highest rating on Rate My Professors as far as Sonic OC professors go. Could be worse, though. Jokes aside, in India, there's a module, a law on Harry Potter. And... <laughs> this is actually, how. it's one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, 
nine. This is a nine-page document that I was given by a friend in middle school that is telling you how to create your Sonic OC oh, no. um, with an intense, intense description of every category. There is a paragraph about how to choose your character's weight. That is inane. <laughs> there, there are sections for social class and economic class. I have no clue how to respond to that. I kind of want to read it. And I don't know what to do with this knowledge now that I've been given it. Can you, like, legit scan it in and send it to me? Yeah, I probably I like could. Oh, there's, like a, there's a theme song section. Oh, of course there is. I don't think I ever made a theme song. Why does it tell you about recolors? <laughs> This is why we never stick to <laughs> We were talking about the games we and now we're talking about Sonic O. And I don't know how. Ah, uh, there's a marital status. You you have to know that about your Sonic OC. You have to know if they're married or not. Whether or not you can Well, you can't tie Frenzy down, so I bet he's not married. <laughs> Whoa. For as cute as he is, I really wanted him to be an edgy uh, anti-hero. Actually, let me just read this to you guys. I think you'll enjoy oh this. Yes, his name, his name is Frenzy. His nickname is Tornado. His age is thirteen. Do you want to guess how? His longer than his actual name. Do you wanna, Do you want to guess how old I was when I made this character sheet? I'm gonna guess thirteen. Ding ding ding. His species <laughs> is ferret. His gender is male. His height is three foot nine. His weight, I, I thought about this in depth, is 68 pounds. Wait, why was he a ferret? I don't know. Did you like ferrets at the Yes, well, actually, my cousin... My cousin had just gotten a ferret at that time, I believe. So I think I was very interested in... Because that's so, that's so rodentology. weird. Uh, they're expensive, you know? Like, they're really expensive. They're smelly, mm. too. This, well, yeah, my, my best friend has them. They smell dead even when they're alive. <laughs> Damn. His IQ... Oh, this is good. His IQ is 130. Holy... So, like, wait... Oh my gosh, I can't do this. He's a, he's a genius, is what he is. Mm. His marital status, unmarried. Date of mm. birth, August 19th. No year, but then again, this is a different world, so who knows? Maybe they have a different reckoning than we do. Birthplace. Oh, no, wait, it's not a different world. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Is that where you were born? No. No, no. Not okay. even close. Residence. Not even close. All right, so he was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but his residence is the Green Hill Zone. Oh, no. Oh, oh, this is good. Occupation. Secret FBI agent. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, social class and economic class. These are good. Somehow social class, I put this as popular smart guy. Because that's a social class. Economic class, he's lower class, though. So he's, uh, he's upward bound. Oh, so he's got, like, a tragic backstory, I see. Well, we'll see. I don't remember, but we'll find out soon enough. His alignment, he doesn't take sides. But if need be, he's dark. Oh, geez. His top speed. He doesn't take sides except when he. 
He go his top speed is 170 miles per hour. Let's see. He has special attacks. Um, the only one of note on here is what I called Black Storm. I don't know what that means, but he has it. Uh, abilities and aptitudes. He can create tornadoes and control the wind currents with his dual samurai blades. His hobbies and talents include skateboarding, making inventions, and <laughs> causing tornadoes at trailer parks. I want to know more about the samurai blade. Um, under the section for weaknesses, I put he has no weaknesses. Let's see, what's on the next page? <clears throat> Da, da, da. His favorite activity is making inventions in his laboratory. His least favorite activities are fighting Sonic and Silver because he actually just wants to be friends. Aww. His gourmet of choice is tacos. His beverage of choice gourmet. His beverage of choice is Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I was gonna. I was expecting something a little bit more edgy, like the the blood of like. Oh no! The next one is edgy. Like the next one's edgy. His personality, usually happy, but provoke him too much, and you'll end up with at least three broken bones. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I don't cut myself on that edge. Don't fuck with frenzy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all that's relevant. I feel like at least half of that was not relevant. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm so happy you shared. So Rick, I think I think it's your turn. We have, we have thirty minutes before we were supposed to stop. <laughs> Damn you, Sonicos! Folks, right? Okay, what am I playing? Let's get this back on track. So. I am playing three and a half games. All will become clear. Um, first thing I'm playing is Valhalla, the A11 play, um, the waifu bartending simulator. Do you like it? I love it. I really, yeah. really love it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I really, really want it. I think I it, might have bought it. Who knows? It's it good. It's good, though. I, where did I put it? I got the... Oh, he's... Go oh, he's coming back. Oh, pardon? It was just like, oh, you left. Yeah, because I wanted to share. This won't translate over to the podcast anyway, but I got like the... Oh, you got a physical edition. Yeah, but I also couldn't wait, so I also bought it digitally. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's super good. Um, it's a little bit like the Red Strings Club in that the point of it isn't really the gameplay. The point of it is the story. Um... But the story's great, the writing's really good, and the art is just something else. Like, it looks really, really good. Um, I'm playing it on Vita, which it's not really complex in terms of controls. I think it pretty well whatever you're playing it on. I think it's on PS4 and PC as well. Um, it'll probably work on on phones, too, if it... I don't know if they've ported it to it. If they haven't, they should, because it'll work quite but yeah, it's it's really really good. So if if you like the look, 
Um, I'm playing Pyre, so the latest game from Supergiant, which I'm really, really enjoying. Um, I think we talked about it a few episodes back. I think you were saying you, you refunded it. I did. It was not what I was expecting. That doesn't mean it wasn't a good game. It's just not what I was expecting at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely something else. And if you do get it, I would definitely, for those of you at home, recommend sort of having a fiddle about with the control setting because the defaults aren't very good. Um, I think the default assumes that you games like LOL where you're you're sort of clicking. Um, where you want the character to go with your mouse, which I'm not sort of accustomed to doing as a costume. But the game's great. It's sort of like a weird mythical basketball RPG. <laughs> um, which, there's no better way of describing it. You, without spoiling too much, the, the game centers around the performance of so-called rights. And those essentially involve teams of three going against you to get a ball into the pyre at the other side of the, the other of the field and it, it's a bit like capture the flag in that but in reverse so you need to get the ball to their pyre and every time you get into it you do damage and the first person the, the team whose flame is not extinguished wins um, but you, you sort of get to know the characters you move sets and abilities and affinity it's just really good it's genuinely a 10 out of 10 game um, and if you've liked anything of Supergiant's output it's worth a look uh, even though it's sort of gameplay wise doesn't share all that but the art's fantastic again the music by Darren is surpasses I think what he did in Bastion and then again in Transition which those soundtracks are both brilliant as well, but excuse me, Pies is something else. Mm. And then the last full game I'm playing properly is Neo Automata. It's great. Everything you've heard about it is true. It's really good. Graphics are amazing. Combat feels awesome. And the half game I'm playing is still Phoenix Wright. <laughs> so I finished the tutorial. <laughs> I'm in sort of the start of the first case. I've just met the character that's related without giving anything away. Wait, say that again? Don't give anything away because you cut out. There you go. Uh, I was saying I've just met the character who's related to the deceased first. Which, that shocked me a little bit. That caught me out because I wasn't expecting... Mm -hmm. It's big for, you know, the second case in the game to First drop that on you. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it sort of makes sense looking back. It's a similar twist um, the way Danganronpa did it the first game. Obligatory reference. Where where you get close to a character and it's clearly playing it that way. And then, I suppose if you've played Danganronpa, I've sort of spoiled stuff. Where it's sort of lulls you into the character gives you a bit of a connection and then snatches away from you so early on but I like it I, it definitely jolts you I thought it was a a good kicking off point and I think I actually might try and put a bit more effort in yeah 
There you go. Uh, this teeth. Yeah, there you go. And he took me what, two or three months. But I yeah, like. I really so, like a lot of that case as it plays out in terms of like story development, but I do mm-hmm. think that it kind of ends in a cop out. So just keep that in mind oh, and definitely. don't hold it against it too badly. Or I'll do, do and we can we can be as one. <laughs> I don't know. Become as gods. Know a better way to put that. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> we can assimilate. <laughs> Speaking of Danganronpa, I've just ordered V three, so hey, that will be on my list of things to play soon as. I am going to be very excited to hear your progression through that. Go on. Is that just generally or... No, this is generally. I am excited to monitor your progress. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I took a bit of a break after finishing 2. I'm glad I didn't rush out to... Because I think by the end of 2 I was sort of a bit um, fatigued with it. Um, and that's not to say I didn't enjoy to really, really. Um, I think it's more that you, it takes something out of you, the stupidity that goes with it. And I made the mistake of starting to almost straight after I finished Spare Girls. Yeah. has that story and also has an awful knockoff resident gameplay. Um it's- Good to give a break, especially since I don't know if they're going to make another one, so you don't want to play it and then have, like, nothing after mm. that. I mean, you may not have any more Danganronpa, but they are making Danganronpa with 12-year-olds now, so... Isn't it so what? weird? Because I mentioned <laughs> before that the person who wrote some of the scenarios for... um. 999 also wrote some of the scenarios for the Ever 17. And it looks like it's pretty much going to be Ever 17, but with like Danganronpa character art. So is that is that what they're, they're now sort of looking to... Oh, is this Death March Club? Is that uh, what it's called? Maybe? Is it two characters? Yeah, members from the Danganronpa Zero. Okay. Yeah. Can you see that with another game of life? To be fair, that's all either of the games. Team. I mean, that's all they've ever done. Um, but I dig. So it'll there will be more Danganronpa. It'll just be under a different name. Yeah. It won't be written the same way. No, that's true. It'll be. It's going to be the art from Danganronpa, and then the story from Dude, which is weird because I always like the story better in Danganronpa, and then I always thought the art was better in the other one. So I wish they would have reversed it, but whatever. <laughs> I liked the art in Nine Nine. I I think they sort of lost a lot of the spark in Zero Time Dilemma, especially the last one. I thought the the 3D models they didn't have the budget. I all. never played that one. You didn't finish. Mm-mm. I've never even finished the DS one. I got like a little bit into it and then I never finished it, just because I couldn't decide whether to play it in English or Japanese. Because it was weird because. Everybody kept telling me English, and then I couldn't get past five minutes, and then I just felt like I was missing out re- playing it in Japanese. So I never, I was undecided, and then I quit. I know you were more of a stickler for that kind of than I think. Voice acting means a great deal to me. I mean, I I thought the English was perfectly serviceable. Obviously, having no knowledge of Japanese, 
Um, I would say if you do go back to it, and I think even if you don't play the others, play 999 through, because I think it's in its own right. As a oh, standalone. I, played, I played 999. I completed 999. What are you I didn't talking play about? The other 3DS one. Uh, Virtue's oh, Last Virtue, Reward. Virtue's Last Reward. I never finished that one. <clears throat> Which, it's a weird one, because that series, as the the puzzles got better and better. The story got worse. And I think Virtue's Last Reward sort of struck perfect ground in good story and good puzzles. It's definitely worth going back to. Um, Zero Time Dilemma, I think, sort of read a wiki and, and not have missed too much. I and still I think it's worth playing. I think there's some oh, interesting yeah. stuff in there. Um, yeah, I agree. But I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the cinematography of it, which is a weird thing to apply to video games, but it's just that there's nothing very interesting that happens visually in the game, which and makes you see... it pulls you out, yeah. Yeah, it makes you see the other flaws much more acutely. I would have, I would have liked it a lot more with just 999-style static. And, and sort of descriptions of what's happened. I think I think we're in agreement on that in that it loses a lot in trying to be more ambitious in that. But, yeah. All right. Was that all you're currently playing, Rick? Uh, yeah, besides Rocket League. Well, but you're always playing Rocket League. But it's great. And now they've done this Battle Pass thing, and I was an idiot. Um, so I've sort of been playing on the reg to make sure that, um, winds up in a month's time. It's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm nearly back in, I'm letting the ranks go bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, champion, and then right at the top, champion. And I am in 2v2s and 3v3s. I am in diamond three. So I'm on the cusp of champion. Ooh, that's good. Also, recently, they've... Ooh, yeah, me. I mean, like, the 1%. In... Also, they've started doing competitive leagues for, for, like, bonus modes. So the ice hockey version, 2v2 basketball, and all the rest of it, they now have competitive lobbies rather than just casual ranks where people jump in and out. So they're a lot more fun to play as well. Especially the ice hockey. The ice hockey's weird because the puck doesn't behave how expected. But yeah, uh, that's me. Alright, you're up, Toast. Okay, I might have it written down. Otherwise, I don't think I'll remember. Please, don't. You can go ahead if you want. Okay. I'm playing... Uh, like actually playing um, Kingdom Hearts, um, which I think I've already probably mentioned like enough. Which version is that on one of the collections? I'm playing the. Okay, so I'm really lazy, and I have like my PS4 hooked up to my computer, so that I'll just like I'll click a button, and it'll automatically go to Kingdom Hearts, which is the only way I'll play it. Otherwise, I will not touch it. <laughs> so. Just and to even clarify, then that's, it's on it's, PS4. Yeah, it's PS4, right. and it's um the it's the collection with I think there's 
six games on it. Oh, is it the 1.5 and 2.5? Nick yeah, bought PS4 all of them. Is. He, is, he is like a sucker. So he bought... Oh, sorry, Nick. Um, he bought like <laughs> the original collection and then he got really mad because they came out with like the more and he's just like, I already bought them. And then he bought them <laughs> again. And they're about to come out with the more more. Did you know how on PS4 what there's... Two and then there's 2.8, which has got like essentially the Kingdom Hearts 3 prequel. And like a, a summary of the stupid online game that was only available in Japan. But now they're bringing those onto one disc in Kingdom Hearts, the story so far collection, which they're now selling ahead of be coming out in January. Um, he already had the one with, it was like a Japanese cutscene that got cut. One of them already has it on it. That's 2.8. Yeah. So what, what they're essentially doing is putting 2.8 and 1.5 plus 2.8. All onto a single disc and then selling that. Again. Oh really? Really? It's square Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that's enough that needs to be said about Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Voodoo Vince as well, which like I'm the remaster. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Like I don't, I don't know. I I didn't like it's no Shakespeare. Like I knew that going into it. <laughs> But like, you're telling me that Voodoo Vince <laughs> isn't the pinnacle of English language gaming well, literature? I'm just, like, Should I compare thee to a summer's pin? <laughs> <laughs> I like I didn't expect it to be like very good or very like verbose or anything like that. But like I played it when I was a kid, so I expected it to be like I, I don't know. I just I'm kind of disappointed. Hang on, I'm just and I was the... like I was really like. I loved it as a kid, and I, I honestly, looking at it now, I'm like, I don't really know why. Um, but I have, I think, half of the achievements, and I'll probably get them all, because none of them stand out as... Like, there, there are a few that seem more tedious than the others, but, like, since there's only one or two that are more tedious, I might as well just get them all. Um, so, I guess I'm getting all the achievements, and I'll just say it's done when I, I get that, but... I don't know, it's just, it's just like, oh, I didn't expect it, this. I expected it to be kind of weird and nostalgic, but it's just kind of like, bumming me out. I didn't know what Voodoo Vince was, I've just YouTubed it. And you were saying, like, you, you thought it was going to be nostalgic, but it wasn't. I bet it is nostalgic to watch, because it looks like a real throwback watching it. But I bet it plays like... You know, it doesn't even play that badly, actually. It's just that, um... I, I have weird, like sensitivity like i get motion sick um very easily and i'm also very sensitive to color palette and the color palette that's in the game seems to make me very ill very quickly and i didn't remember how pukey it looked when i was younger (laughs) but you know sorry go on yeah i'm looking at it like when i play it i look at it and i'm like this is not a pretty game and it's making me very sick do you know what it is about the palette that that tweaks you out. I don't know. Ed, Ed and Natty does the same thing. Like, people really, really like that show, and I always remember very ill from it. What show? Ed, Ed and Natty. Uh, Ed, Ed and Natty. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, everybody knows Ed, Ed and Natty. It's just the way you said it, it sounded like a dead and Eddie. It, Ed, it didn't Ed, sound Ed. like the title of the show that you're saying. Well, I, I have re- I'm really stuffed up, so everything sounds a little weird. What about the pier? Hmm? 
Don't worry, I'm messing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, I am going to like I'm still playing Shenmue, but I like didn't have as much time for it right now. Um, and I have been playing Yoku's Island Express. Um, hey, I I like it. I like it a lot. Um, parts are more like rage-inducing than I thought that they would be. Like, I thought it was going to be really easy, but I am not very good at pinball, like, at all. And um, it makes me angry, and it's so cute that it makes me angrier. Like, it's just so, like, I hate it. It is weirdly touchy, um, and, like, specific in certain angles that you have to hit, and you have to hit them, like, multiple times in a row. So I I get that. Are time sensitive. Yeah. And it's just like, please spare me. I can't do this. And then sometimes you don't have enough money to unlock shortcuts. So you have to go through that area again and you'll be like, I don't want this. This was worse. (laughs) This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But um, that's, it's, that's okay. And then another minor annoyance, which is also really cool, but I got all the achievements for a hat in time. And then they came out with a new update, which is really, really awesome. But, like, now I don't have it 100%ed, and I don't have any friends to play with because Nick says it's super lame and he's not going to play with me. I don't <laughs> have anyone to play Hat in Time with, so I can't get the stupid co-op achievements because nobody wants to play with me. Co-op achievements have a special... Yeah, they have a special place in hell. Also, if you wait should, until uh, my winter break begins, then I would be happy to co-op with you. But until no. that happens, I am kind of dead inside. <laughs> it's not my kind of game, so it's hard pass from. But it is super good, though. I will take your word for it. <laughs> but also, like fuck games that when they bring out the they add extra achievements. Oh no. Expansions. Oh, Nick privately messaged me and is just like, stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me, IRL. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, yeah, is, that, is that your last one, Toast? Yeah. On your currently yeah. playing? Yeah. Okie dokie. Then it comes down to moi. Uh... You channeled a little bit of Arnie at the end. I'm talking... So, as always, the one that is always sitting at the bottom of my list is Breath of the Wild, which I haven't touched in a couple of weeks, but I'm still slowly going through the DLC, the, like, Ballad of the Hero or whatever. I think I've completed two out of... I think there's four of the regions you have to return to. So about halfway done with those. And once I'm done with those, then I still have a significant portion of side quests and other things to do. So not even close, but eventually I will make progress. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word for it. Um, next, uh, still on my currently playing from a while ago is, uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney trials and tribulations. I am, I have not started the last case in that game, but I have completed everything up to the last case, so the first four are done. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying my 
replay of this. It's been, uh, again, here a couple of weeks since I've touched it. But um, I, I think now I appreciate this one the most. I think I kind of went through this when I was a kid. Um, I think I blitzed through it too fast, and I didn't really get to appreciate everything. But there's some pretty good emotional storytelling in there, especially with the flashback cases um, in the first and the fourth uh, trials. So I'm I'm excited because a lot of people hold up the final case in this game as like the best case in the whole series. Uh, so we'll see. I I remember some of the plot beats from it, but not in enough detail to feel like it'll just be a rehash. So I'm excited to re-experience that again. Hmm. And then the only other thing to add here is uh, a rental of Valkyria Chronicles 4, the new entry in the Valkyria Chronicles series. Um, this is... So I've, I've played and I've beaten the first Valkyria Chronicles, which is, you know, a classic. I never played the second one. I played Valkyria Revolution for, like, 20 minutes, and it was god-awful, so I got rid of that right quick. But mm-hmm. this one this one definitely feels like a return to form. <coughs> it's uh, very much, at least in the battle and a half that I've played, in the same mode as the first Valkyria Chronicles game. It's all the same classes, the movement is the same, um, the abilities that activate are still fun to figure out how to use them and stuff. Uh, Take it if you if you didn't play the second, you didn't play the. Th- well, the third one's Valkyria Revolution, right? No. Wait. Revolution is like a. It was supposed to be a side story. There was another sequel on PSP. That was. Oh, was there? Yeah, I mean, it, there's a, a fan translation floating around, but it never got an. So no, I I have not played it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, time will tell if it remains interesting. I will say that for as far in as I am, I'm not feeling gripped by the characters yet. And again, this is only a battle and a half, so it's probably I just haven't had an opportunity to get them to know them very well. But the cast in the first Valkyria Chronicles, I felt kind of immediately bonded to. So I'm hoping that the character writing will play out a little bit better than it has so far. Ooh, I was going to ask you, because you, you didn't really say too much about it before. Um, you said you'd beat the remake of Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I for, did forget to mention that. I guess I didn't even add it to my completions. That's weird. Well, it's probably quite recent that you finished it, but the reason I asked is I've got Mark waiting on my shelf, and I'm curious whether I should just play the first one on whether sort of it it does enough on 3ds to play through wait so you're asking if you should play it on gamecube or on 3ds i suppose yeah oh okay in a roundabout way um i feel like the controller on the gamecube gives you a better way of controlling it uh Mm -hmm. if you're using the nub on the 3ds the nipple 
Yeah, the nipple. Uh, also, like, there's tilt controls on it, so you have to, like, move the vacuum and the flashlight up and down and stuff. And I don't know. I think I... I, that's just a little annoying to have to constantly be doing just the up and down. I'm, can you turn it up? Maybe you can. I'm not sure. I never actually checked. But it was fine. Uh, I think either way that you play it is going to be an acceptable way of going about it. Okay, so the 3DS version doesn't sort of add anything no. I mean, the only thing it adds is there's this random cutscene where they give you Gooigi, who is like an ectoplasm clone of Luigi who you can use in co-op or something. Okay. I never used it, and you never notice him. He's just standing in the back of certain cutscenes. So, mm. yeah. Weird. Didn't necessarily need to be there, but doesn't impinge in any way. So. Um, the GameCube version has aged really well. It's very strange that they didn't add anything because originally Shigeru Miyamoto wanted it to be in 3D. Like, he, 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 it was only because of budget uh, limitations and, like, hardware limitations that he didn't make the original 3D. But mm. it's sad that they never utilized it because, like, for something that he wanted, it, it was such a, like, inferior, like, change. It didn't make a difference, I guess. Why? Is the 3D port not in 3D? No, no it is. Uh, it's just that, oh, I, like, I don't think it adds anything, and, like, it was something he always wanted. Like, he loves Luigi Expansion, and he always wanted the game to be 3D. Yeah. But I don't think that it really matters. I remember reading they'd sort of, like, tested shipping them out with sort of films that would go over the TV to do the particular is I can't remember where I read it, but apparently they were testing. Like you said, they wanted to do 3D for ages. They had a work Game Boy Advance prototype with it, but because the pixel count was so low, it it just was ass. I don't think 3D games are all that great anyway. It's fine. I I quite like the 3D. I know I'm a little bit unusual in that, but I do think it it adds something in a lot of scenarios. Um, but a good game is going to be a good game no matter what. Yeah, yeah. The the 3D isn't something that makes a bad game where if you took it up, the game would be amazing. Maybe the one exception is Mario 3. Like, the platforming is noticeably switched off. Hey, um, Kurf, on your end, can you hear him okay? Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. <laughs> Okay, because on my end, it's like every other word he's cutting out, and it's very, getting very hard to follow the conversation because of it. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, no, 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 it's all right. I'll repeat myself. Um, that sounded really sassy. It wasn't me. <laughs> I was being good. Um, I was saying that I was agreeing with you in that, like, 3D doesn't make the game, and the game isn't going to be a bad game just because you remove and I was saying that I think the one exception, if I'm still making sense and still following here what I'm saying, um, is Super Mario 3D, where the platforming is noticeably different with the 3D switched off. Okay. Because of the spatial recognition between, like, distances? Yeah, and, and some of the levels are designed 
with the assumption that you'll have that 3D. There are platforms, I don't really know how to describe it, but the map is laid out in such a way that it is reliant upon you having that depth perception. Yeah, I think there, if I'm remembering correctly, aren't there parts where if you have the 3D turned off, it just looks flat? But if you turn on the 3D, then you realize which ones you can actually jump on. Uh, there are a couple of areas like that. Uh, they sort of, you know, that was what I had in mind, but there, there is that as well. Um, I I don't know if there's a good way to describe it, but there are, there are areas you need the depth perception to be able to do the platform. That the, it's the best way I can put it. All right. So now, technically, we wanted to do host segments and answer a question from the forums. But do you guys want to just call it? (laughs) I mean, we can spare five minutes of host segment and then call it. (laughs) I don't know if I actually had anything prepared, but if you want to... You look like you're dying to... Give We're all dying, slowly and inexorably. Old age, or wait, what about this? I think it's <laughs> no. Old age is the one disease you don't look forward to being cured of. Yeah. Careful, you don't cut yourself on that edge. <laughs> no, no, it's from Citizen Kane. Who oh, is it? I was, I just thought it was like a really nice quote. Citizen I Kane, a movie for edge lords. <laughs> It is not. It's a very fantastic I was joking. movie. You little bitch. I was joking. <laughs> I mean, if it's any consolation, I do have three potential recommendations. Can make it. I, I will cover for you both. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I have a recommendation too. You don't have a recommendation. I have a No, I have a... Um, fresh out the toaster. Fresh. Like Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, Certified Fresh. Oh, dear. Um, so, my recommendations... I'll do a double header then, I'll save one. Um, the first recommendation is Bojack Horseman. Oh, so good. The new series is dope, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. It's always been very, very good. Yeah. I almost gave up on it when I first watched it. didn't grab me. And, and one of my friends who'd started a little bit before I did said, no, just give it one more try. You will love it. And I love it. Literally, it's... that's how it's been for everybody I know the series, is they gave up on it, came back, loved it. It's it's so strange. It's a very interesting phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's... I don't even want to say too much about it. One, because I think it defies expectation and description yes. in a number yeah. of... And two, because I don't want to spoil anything, because so much of the humour is sort of little things that you pick up. Little animal puns, um, <laughs> sort of wordplay. Have you watched it, Kurt? I have. I haven't I seen the most they... recent season. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen... I think I've seen two episodes of the most recent season. The most recent season is arguably... Season six, I believe it is, or is it season five? Five, five. okay. Um, so, yeah, go and watch that. They're like 30-minute episodes, so each season is like what in a, a concerted evening. Um, if you want to binge it, or maybe split unhealthy it. people, because <laughs> as as you know, binging is is shouldn't be the norm, even though it is. 
I mean... I have a friend who is writing a research essay about the dangers of binge culture. It's it's actually, it's a very compelling argument. I mean, especially for alcohol and drugs, I get that. But I mean, like, think about this. I mean, the last time that you binge-watched anything, like, how much of it did you even retain afterwards? Yeah, that was what I was saying, is memory absorption is really poor for it. Um, because they say that if you watch one episode a week, you're more likely to retain... I say they, but I could actually find sources. Usually when people say yeah. they, they're bullshitting. I'm not bullshitting, <laughs> I can find I've, sources. No, I've, I've seen the, the stuff that you're referencing. Um, but, uh, y- you remember far more if you watch, uh, less of something, like, uh, in one-hour segments than if you watch in three or more hour segments, which no. I find to be true. Radical idea. If you know you like the show, binge yeah. it every time, and you'll enjoy it more the second time. You don't really remember me. See? Don't think harder, think smarter. But it is one of those series that could probably be binged. I usually leave it on as background noise. I think if you do that, though, you miss so many of the... Not if you watch it, like, five times. Well, maybe, maybe not. So, that's recommendation number one. Go and watch it. Uh, my other recommendation is one of my favorite games of all that I'm currently replaying, which is Solvable for the Nintendo DS. And it's a game that suffers from a pretty shit name, pretty shit box art, and next to no marketing when it came. But it is beautiful. Basically, you are a little hairless, like, tree folk thing. And your job is to guide spirits from point A to point B in bubbles. So you draw the bubble, you can cut the bubbles apart, you can make new, bring the bubbles together, and you drag across the screen with the stylus to blow the bubbles in different directions. And there are environmental hazards, there are sort of buttons to push, there are narrow passages to bubble down to get through to. It's super cheap on eBay if you don't want to. Um, you know, if you want it physically rather than just getting an emulator. I think it's one of the few games where actually having the stylus to be able to stroke across probably is important to it. It's amazing. You can get a copy for like four or five pounds on eBay and there is no game more relaxing or more satisfying. So yeah. Those are my recommendations this time. Thanks for picking up my slack. Pardon? Thanks for picking up my slack. Anytime. I have actually just like one thing to to um recommend, and it's actually like a productivity app Ooh. that I thought was Nick says it's super super lame, but I don't really care because it's helpful, and I I don't really I don't care. It's fine. I'll be lame. I'll be cheesy. <laughs> I'll be quiet. I don't care. Um, but I feel it's like a child in the middle of like a nasty where the parents are passive aggressively arguing through conversations with me. <laughs> well, it's called Habitica. Um, I've heard of it. I've never used it, but I've heard of it. it. I find it really interesting, and I find it... Like, it's not like... Obviously, it's um, for getting things done, so it's not fun, but it makes like doing incredibly horrible things that I have to get done a little bit better, because what it is, is it's... Um, it's an RPG, but mm. it also is a task and, like, to-do list... And everything, every time you get something done, it does damage to, like, mon- the monsters that you're fighting. 
and every time you don't get that done, you take damage. Um, so it's, it sounds really <laughs> lame, but it's super, super in-depth, and it's charming, and it's like, I don't, I don't know, like, um, I don't think for people who are already working very hard, it would be very useful. But for people who have depression and have no reason to get up, I think it could be very useful as a tool. Like, because honestly, sometimes even, like, taking care of yourself is very difficult. And so like, having some in incentive to do some of those small tasks could be helpful for people. And I find, like, um, since I work a lot with clients and it's something I don't really like, if there's something I know that I have to do, um, I can break it down into smaller parts and then um, get those done and then eventually get the whole stupid thing done and then, like... Defeat a monster, and it'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's useful. But you guys, can, it's whatever. I I could totally see myself doing a Tamagot three weeks later, and my party's dead. <laughs> you can actually join like parties, like with actual like your friends, and then you for cast. Uh, you can do what? You can form a party with like <clears throat> at, like you have a QR code on your phone, and you could show it to your friend, and they can scan it, and they can join your party, and you can yourselves accountable for tasks. Oh, man. We should have a How Long to Beat ticket. Yeah, and you can actually <laughs> even form, like, guilds, and then you can have curated challenges. Like, um, you know how they have, like, the um, whole game of the month? They could actually have, like, a um, Habitica RPG uh, task list for that. Oh, and that would work really well for the, um, <clears throat> what is it, those annual gaming challenges where you have to, like, beat a game that starts with the letter whatever. Yes, yeah, it, it would those. work really well. Um, the only problem I could see with it is I think there are some restrictions on how many you can actually add. Like, I don't, because I don't, I don't necessarily know, because I haven't done too much in depth, but I think that there might be a limitation on how many you can add. So, like, three, like, over a hundred might not be feasible. I think you're vastly overestimating. No, I meant the, the software might not allow it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying I don't think we've got the people to test them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, no, I, it's not people. It's the amount. Uh... Like, the amount of tasks. I don't know if you could put, like, over 100. Right, so the challenge might have to be truncated. I'm with you. Yeah, that was what I was saying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there would be that many people interested anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Might be surprised. Mm. And with that, I think... That's it for this episode, isn't it? I'm yes, it is. That episode. is all she wrote, as it says in the Bible. Um, that's from Leviticus uh, 7, 4, 9, 3. It says, that's the end, suckas. I was watching the video yesterday. It was of an old game called Captain Bible. And they were doing a playthrough. And the way it worked is that you would pick up Bible verses in the world, and then you would have to like use the right verse in the to. What system was that on? I wish I knew. Because I. Think it was I... A PC game. Okay, because I had a game very similar to that, that was insanely horrible, and my mom would make me play it because uh, she's just like. 
I, I don't know. She just made me play it, and it was horrible, and you had to attack using Bible verses. Yes, it might be the same one. So it'd be like, oh, um, we were we were created as work of evolution, and you reply with the Bible, God made Adam, and he made Eve out of Adam. We are in... Okay, well, that one was for Game Boy. Oh, it um, wasn't that one. It was in yeah. color, but it's not Game Boy. Because uh, it was, I think it was a Game Boy Color game. I don't know. Shit. It was bad. I'm watching a video. This gameplay is amazing. Let me find it in my history. I only watched it recently. It was... There's something that just tickles me about the game. Something that... I don't know. It's just something amazing. Oh my gosh, there's a faith meter, and it's like your health. If you click it, it says your faith is at 20%. Isn't faith kind of like a yes or no thing? Like, how do you have twenty percent faith? I mean, I think you can. You can. You can have maybe a limited faith. In. Is that the one that you're watching? Uh, let's see. Which one am I watching? No, I'm. I'm looking at some. That looks like a let's play. This is, is. just like a gameplay video. Oh my god! There was just like a... What was that thing? It's like a... I don't even know how to describe this. It's like, you know those those things from the end of Half-Life 2? The like, flying worm things? No, I haven't played Half-Life. Oh my gosh. It's like a... There's like a flying worm thing, but it's... Only, like, its upper half, and it's coming out of this wall, and it has, like, a green gas mask, and it's shooting you with late, late, is that a laser, or is it, like, gas? I don't know, but the the fun begins about four minutes to get to that. Well, I mean, whatever you do, don't use Psalms, is that, Psalms 116 against the muscle worm. Oh yeah, I saw that then, and he's just like... <laughs> Whatever you do, not Psalms 116. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> oh, that's Gosh. a good life. Whatever you do, don't you? Or is, maybe that's a 7. Maybe Psalms 116 is fine, but Psalms 716, that's the one you gotta watch out for. I legit can't even find the game that I used to play. <clears throat> What an interesting turn of events. <laughs> oh, and now there's, like, one of those things from Star Wars. You know how, like, Luke has his lightsaber out and, like, the flying thing keeps, like, shooting the little beams at him while he has yeah. the mask on? There's, like, one mm-hmm. of those things that he's fighting right now. Yeah. Uh, it's like Punch-Out, almost. With the perspective. Yeah, I know what you mean. And he had to, like, aim for it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, what's this? Oh, he killed the worm. He did, indeed. He killed the worm. What What did him in? Let's see, what Bible verse was that? Let's see. <laughs> it was Genesis 127. Oh, I think I might have found... It's working about... I think it's just called Bible. 
Although no. those graphics do look a bit too good. So I'm... <laughs> this is why we never finish on time. <laughs> so, with that being said, said, ending on that lovely note, uh, I think we'll call it quits there. We probably should. And another day downs on the How Long to Beat podcast. Oh no. Will we ever see our intrepid heroes again? Or will they be lost with the tumbleweeds across the desert expanse? Find out next time. <laughs> you went to commit in the. Yeah, I'm increasingly apathetic towards crazy westerns. <laughs> God damn it. See you all next time.